There's a word from the Lord this morning. This glorious day of celebration. As emotional as I am, God wants me to preach this. Amen. Thank you for your patience. Amen. To those of you that are joining us all across the country, all across the world, thank you so much. We could not be here today without your support. To the wonderful family of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, thank you so much for your understanding, your patience. And I know we all desire to see each other and worship together. But thank you for trusting the leadership. Thank you for trusting the decisions that God has allowed us to make, particularly this year in 2020. The gospel that has been recorded by St. Matthews is where our scripture reference for today's message is found. The 16th chapter and the 18th and the 19th verse. We're reading today this morning from the New International Version. The New International Version of Matthew's chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. Jesus speaks these words, and I tell you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. <laughs> Say that again. And upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades and the gates of hell will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever, somebody say whatever, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. And on this rock, I will build my church. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from the subject, the church that the Lord builds. The church that the Lord builds. There's a wonderful and powerful passage of scripture, Old Testament scripture, that is found in the prophetic writings of Hosea. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6, it simply says, my people are destroyed for a like of knowledge. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. One of the many definitions of the word knowledge is that, and it fits the purpose of our message today, is that knowledge is an understanding and an appreciation of actual facts. That's what knowledge is, an understanding and appreciation of actual facts. 
Listen, this is so important, particularly in our opinionated society that we live in today. Facts are not opinions. Facts are not assumptions. Facts are not feelings. A fact is defined as a truth known by actual experience or observation. Something known to be true. Everyone is entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own set of facts. Amen. Facts are truth. It is what is known to be true. You are entitled to your own sense of interpretation of things. But once again, you're not entitled to your own set of facts. So God said to me that on this day, which we celebrate another year of ministry, uh, it is important that we understand a few key facts as it relates to the church and the church's role in our society, past, present, and future. This message today is a message to challenge us, encourage us, inform us about what the church really is. Who is the church? A set of facts about the church. Now you can have opinions about the church. You can have your own set of assumptions about your local congregation. You can call yourself whatever you want. You can put whatever name on whatever building you desire. But it doesn't make it true. You can print up business cards and put a title or a description behind your name or behind your ministry. But it doesn't mean that it's factual. You can say things like, we are the best church. We are the largest church. We are the most anointed church. We've got the greatest praise team. We've got the greatest ministry. But doesn't make it factual. Truth of the matter is, it is irrelevant to what God has said the church is all about. So let us, if you will, turn to our text. And let us read this text again and discuss what Jesus says as it relates to the church in the text. The text, again, Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. Jesus says, I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, on this confession, Peter confessed to the fact that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the Son of God. Jesus asked the question, who are people saying that I am? Tell me, what are they saying about me? Some said that you are John the Baptist. Some says that you are Elijah. Some says that you are Jeremiah. They, they call you all kinds of names and they describe you in all kinds of ways. That's their opinion, but it doesn't make it factual. And then Jesus turned to his disciples 
and say, that's fine. You, you've told me what other folk are saying, but I want to know how you feel. Who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Then Jesus turns to Peter and says, I tell you that you are Peter. The name Peter and Rock are sometimes similar in Petra and Petros, and Jesus conflates them together and said, you are Peter, but you're not the rock. Uh, and Peter, not upon you. No disrespect to my brothers of the Roman Catholic faith. No church is built on Peter. But Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail or overcome it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. So God said to me as I was putting this message together, these two most powerful verses, God says the facts of the church are embedded in these verses and other scriptures. And I said, Lord, on this special day, I need you to help me to convey to the public and to all believers and faith walkers and those who will be believers what the church is all about and what the church is not about. And God says, then, if that is the case, I want you, Dara, to share seven facts about the church. And I want you to share these facts, put it in the atmosphere, outline it. Let us be able to understand what is the church and what is not. The church is not Atlas Road's buildings. The church is not the church of God in Christ national organization. Church is bigger and better. It's not Bible Way International, Bible Way Worldwide, PAW. It's not Southern Baptist. It's not Missionary Baptist. It's not AME Zion or AME Episcopal Church. That is not the church. God says share these seven facts on this glorious day about the church. And I said, I will. And so go with me, if you will, for a moment. Fact number one about the church is this. The church is universal. It is not limited by geography, physical buildings, denominations, or certain kind of your people. That's not the church. Church is not limited to Atlas Road, South Carolina. The church is not limited to Rome. The church is not limited to Jerusalem. The church is not limited to anywhere. It is not limited to physical buildings. We found that out in 2020 and it took a pandemic for us to figure out the church, excuse the grammar, ain't the building. Because if the church was the building, the pandemic would have won. Because the buildings were empty 
but the church was alive and well. The church is not a denomination. Amen. I think this is my own opinion. Uh, I think perhaps the worst thing that ever happened uh, to people of faith is when we were divided by denominations. Why? Because when you become tribal, when you compartmentalize your faith, it becomes ours is better than yours. But I'm here to say the devil is a liar. There is no denomination with God. Listen, Matthew 28 and 19 says, go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, you've got to go to the uttermost parts of the earth and you've got to make disciples. That is the church. And then Galatians 3 and 28 under the same fact number one says we, for we all are one in Christ Jesus. I've got news for you. Our enemies are not other churches. Our competition is not other churches. Our rivals are not other churches. We have one enemy and he is the devil. The devil, your adversary, is as a roaring lion. Somebody ought to let somebody know you've got one enemy. Amen. The other church down the street is not your enemy. The other denomination is not your enemy. The other pastor and ministers of praise group not your enemy. Do not allow the enemy to divide us. We are universal and we are united. We are one church. Second key fact God said for me to share on this day is this. The church's primary goal is to save souls by the sharing of the good news of the gospel. Bishop Jackson understood this, Deacon Lumpkin, when he said soul saving is our number one business. But keep that on the screen because there's another sentence that comes after that. The church's primary goal is to save souls. Luke 19 and 10 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save. However, this should not be the church's only goal. Please hear me. It is our primary goal, but it is not our only goal. And so if, if your purpose is only to have church so you can save souls, but then you do nothing else, then you're not fulfilling the total mission of the church. Uh, it is the primary goal, but not the only goal. And that's why God says, look, you ought not pat yourself on the back for building bigger buildings that seek more people to have more church because that's not the whole mission. Uh, our mission is not to see who has the biggest sanctuary, who can pack in the most people, who have the best church. Our mission only is not only to see who saves the most souls. Although soul winning is our number one business, we have other goals and other purpose. Uh, number three, goes into why the however it should not be our only goal. The third key fact of the church that God gave me to share on this great uh, celebratory day is this. The church 
has a moral responsibility to help the least of these. You are not a country club. You are not a place where everybody of your socioeconomic back and come together uh, and compare who's got the greatest wardrobe and who can raise the greatest amount of money. We have a moral responsibility to help the least of these. Listen, we have a moral responsibility to help a struggling family put food on the table. We have a moral responsibility to respond uh, to a widow who's lost her husband that's trying to figure out how am I going to make ends meet. It is not good enough for us to come and dance, dance, dance all night and watch people right around us suffer with no attempt to do anything to help their cause. We have a moral responsibility. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew's chapter 25 and verse 40. He says this and I quote, truly I tell you that whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Jesus didn't say the greatest of these, but the least of these. We have contaminated our spirit so much that we celebrate when high-profile people come in our midst. We'll stop what we're doing uh, to say, oh, so-and-so is here. And let us celebrate the fact. And listen, God has blessed Atlas Road to have uh, people from former presidents uh, to all kind of people here. But that's not what the church is all about. The greatest thing that I cherish the most about this ministry is how we help those that are in need. How many food baskets did you give out this week? How many people's lights you kept on this week? How many families in need you responded to this week? We have a moral responsibility as the church to help the least of these. And God says, I don't mind you celebrating with the VIPs, but don't get it mixed up. A VIP doesn't mean you have a VIP relationship with God. There are a whole lot of VIPs on earth that mean nothing to God. Uh, but the least of these is what our moral responsibility is about. That's why I'm proud to say even in the midst of the pandemic, every day of the week, seven days every week, we were out helping someone in need. Why? Because it is our moral responsibility. The fourth key fact that God said for me to share as it relates to the church is this. Bear with me. Do I, can I preach this? Uh, the fourth key fact is this. Not only does the church have a moral responsibility, but the church has a social responsibility to promote justice, to speak up and to speak out. Let me say that again. The church has a social responsibility to speak up and to speak out about 
injustices. We've got to call it like we see it. And we've got to stand up and point the finger at injustices and say it shall not happen and we ought to be a part of the church cannot just be a bystander. We cannot just sit by and say I'll pray for you. Listen, prayer still works but there comes a time where we got to get up after praying and march and vote and do other things and organize and share with others in our communities. We have a social responsibility to promote justice. One of the things that breaks my heart so much, you've heard me talk about it over and over, is that I remember having a conversation, uh, and excuse me, indulge me if you've heard this before, of a young man uh, about a year or so ago, I was at the gym working out. This young man came and he said to me, he said, Pastor Jackson, uh, I go to Bible Way and I hate to bother you, uh, but God says this is my chance to share with you. He says, listen, I, I've graduated Historical Black College in Georgia. Uh, I've got a degree. He says, uh, I've got a record. He said, I made a mistake. He says, I committed a crime and I paid my time. I went to prison. I served my time. He says, now, not only uh, has God delivered me from prison, he said, but I'm in church every Sunday and every Tuesday night. Young man, he says, and I love the Lord. I've given the Lord my life. He said, but it breaks my heart because I can't find a job anywhere. He says, I graduated with a 3.4 grade point average. He says, I know I'm capable. He says, I go in and interview from jobs and they ask me a question, have you ever been convicted of a felon? He says, and I can't lie and I've got to check the box, yes. And when I do, I can see the whole disposition change. And he sat there in that gym. This is a former athlete who played college football, tears streaming down his face at the gym. And he said, I don't know if you can do anything. He said, but all I want is a chance. He crying, I'm crying. Folk around us at the gym crying. We decided to have a praying chain right there in the gym and said, Lord, you got to do something. And I said to this young man, call me. We called the solicitor's office. We called somebody else. We got his record expunged, got it cleaned out. He texted me about two months later and he said, I got to see you. I'll meet you at the gym. He saw me at the gym. He grabbed my hand. He fell on his knees at the gym through his hands up and he said God made a way for me he said I'm working for the state government right now I got my record straight he said I can support my family he said y'all excuse me but God made a way and God said to me Daryl that's greater than any sermon you can preach on Sunday morning because that's bringing justice where there is injustice. Listen to the prophet Michael and how he puts it. Michael says in chapter 6 and verse number 8, and what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your Lord. We've got to promote justice. We've got to help those who need our help. And there's no greater megaphone than the church. That's what God has called us to do. Fact number five, 
Fact number five in this sermon is this. The church, listen to this, is built on a sure foundation. And God dropped his word in my spirit. Wherever you are, I just throw your hands up and say, it's not going anywhere. I've got news for number 45. The church ain't going nowhere. I've got news for the pandemic. The church isn't going anywhere. The church has survived hurricanes and floods and schisms and splits and pandemics and all kinds of catastrophes. But I want you to know something right now. The church is still here. Somebody shout, we are still here. Woo! Somebody ought to give God your best praise. We are still here. We are still here. Listen, COVID-19, you may wreak havoc on the world, but I've got news for COVID-19 that when it's all said and done, church is still standing. Church is still going to be standing. We're going to still praise God. When this is over, we're going to still do our dance and lift our hands and give God the glory. Somebody ought to praise God on credit. Somebody ought to... Can I preach? Can I preach this? Is there anybody that are ready to praise God just because we're still standing? Just because we're still here? Give God your best praise. Come on, Zion. Come on. Still standing. Still standing. Still standing. After all the things we've been through, we are still. Listen. Two more, and I'm done. They told me to take my time to preach this. Two more, and I'm done. Fact number six. <laughs> and I need you to look at this for a long time. Fact number six. <laughs> it's the Lord's church. Okay, somebody says it's not your church. <laughs> it's not our church. Deacon Lumpkin, it's the Lord's <laughs> it doesn't belong to the Lumpkins, the Lords, the Englishes, the Jacksons, the Walters, uh, the Greens. It belongs to the Lord. The devil is a liar. It is the Lord's church. That's why I stopped people in their track when they said Pastor Darrell Jackson's church. I said, hold on. I may pastor a church, but I don't own the church. It is the Lord's church. And verse number eight, and uh, verse number 18 says, I will build my church. I will build my church. This church belongs to the Lord. It does not belong to any individual. It is God's church. And because it's God's church, 
He can let in anybody he wants. He can choose <laughs> anyone he wants. And because it's God's church, he doesn't have to go to the next seminary to find the next pastor. Because it's God's church, he can drive down Bluff Road, make a right on Andrews Road, tap a man by the name of A.C. Jackson on the shoulders and say, you are my man. Because it's God's church. It's not the deacon's church. It's not the trustee's church. It is not the pastor's church. It is God's church. And upon this rock, Jesus says, I will build my church. Peter, man, I love you, but this isn't your church. Because Jesus knew something, that Peter would one day be crucified upside down. And if the future of the church rests on Peter's back, church would have died when Peter died on that cross upside down. But this is the Lord's church. And then number seven. This is the last one. Number seven. <laughs> Listen to this. The church that the Lord built has been given authority and power. <laughs> Can I say that again? You have been given authority and you've given power. So God said, never give up the power. What is God talking about? He says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth, here we go, somebody. Ah, here we go. So I wish I had a full church and I wish it wasn't COVID. I had to touch somebody, but just look in the atmosphere and say, you've got the keys to bind whatever you desire to bind. Alcoholism in my house, you are bound. Uh, drugs, you can bind it. You can bind whatever God says you can bind. And whatever you bind on earth shall be loose. It shall be bound in heaven. Somebody help me say it's bound. Come on and say it. In, in, in fact, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Get your phone out. Get your phone out. Uh, put these words uh, in quotation. It's bound. Just say it's bound. Send it to your child. Send it to your grandchild. Send it to your co-worker. Send it to your nasty neighbor. And say it is. It is. It is bound. It is is found it is oh y'all help me pray. come on Zion come on somebody it's bound listen and whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven how many of you got some things you want to loose right now I'm done wherever you are rest on your feet 
and say it's time to cut some things loose. Come on, just lift your hands and say I'm loose. I'm loosening some things. Cut it loose. Look at somebody say cut it loose. Cut it loose. Worry. Cut it loose. Anxiety. Cut it loose. Fear. I got a praise. 
seven months. I've been waiting seven months to do that. So y'all excuse us one more time. Come on, Village. Listen, wherever you are right now, the church that the Lord builds, in conclusion, as we celebrate this special day, as we share this special message, God said, let us not celebrate the church that we have built, but let us on this day celebrate the church that the Lord has built the Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes we haven't done anything <laughs> this is all the Lord's doing and upon this rock I will build my church and the very gates of Hades would not prevail against God's church and because we are a part of God's church, God has given us power and authority to bind and to loose. And whatever, I, I underlined that word in my Bible. I highlighted the word whatever because there are times in which the enemy wants us to believe it's too hard to do. And I say that's not what the word said. The words say, whatever you bind on earth. I went in my house and I bound some things. I put it there. I loosed some things that were in my spirit. God said they would be loose on earth. Karen Clark wrote this powerful song as we prepare for this altar experience. There's a sweet anointing in this sanctuary. <laughs> mm. Mm. There's a stillness in the atmosphere. This is the part of the song I like. Oh, come lay down. Ooh, uh, uh, the burdens you have carried for in this sanctuary. God, God is here. Wherever you are, see, you may not be in this physical building, but your kitchen is your sanctuary. Your living room is your sanctuary. God is there right where you are right now. There's a number on the screen that we've shared with you for the last seven plus months, 888 Seven seven six one two three eight. Uh, there's a text number that you can text a prayer request. Amen. You are a part of something greater. You are a part of the church that the Lord has built. Amen. Amen. Pastor Rawson, so good to see you, my brother. So glad that you are here with us. You've always been here, but even what. You are doing in Orangeburg, which is so powerful. 
what we're doing here. It's not, this is bigger than Orangeburg. This is bigger than Atlas Road. God is doing something. And perhaps the one, one of the good things that came out of this pandemic, and you've heard me say this, is that it has perhaps allowed us to tear down our boundaries and view the church universal. Because there are people in D.C., Brother Madison, people in L.A., people in Philly and New York, people in Italy, and people in Liberia, Africa. Ooh. And we all can now come together and worship together. It's no longer what Atlas Road is doing, but it is what God is doing. God is doing something right now. And so as the team bless us with this song, take this opportunity to ask yourself, do you want to be a part of God's universal church?
we have now come to realize that a sanctuary is not a place where a steeple is on a building. Sanctuary is not a place where there are stained glass windows. Sanctuary is your private place with God. <laughs> if it's in your kitchen, in your backyard, if it's in your car, ooh, if it's just you and your iPhone, <laughs> just, just worshiping with God. Ooh. Uh, God says, I'm going to speak wherever you are now. Ooh. Come on and tell me. Uh, just let God speak to you. Can right? you help me sing? God is speaking Lord, to somebody right now. Speak, Lord. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Speak, Lord. Speak, Do it. Lord. We need to hear from you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Oh, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Yeah. We need to hear a word from you, Jesus. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. We need a word from yeah. you, Lord. On my desk right now this morning, a stack of letters from all over the country. Those who said that I've heard from the Lord. Someone wrote a touching letter that says, if it had not been for this pandemic, I would not have slowed down enough in order to hear from God. <laughs> Somebody, God, God, God took the wheels off the chariots on purpose <laughs> perhaps God has slowed some things down just so we can hear from God. I don't know about you but listen I, I, I hear more from God now it's not hustle and bustle about everything I have time now to say speak Lord speak Lord speak and when the Lord speaks to you Lord will send you a personal message that will change your life close those eyes Pick up the phone, dial that number that's on the screen right now. You don't have to be a member of Bible Way. In fact, I have, and I told our staff this, I have not stressed adding to the roles at Bible Way. My concern, our goal is to add to the roles in heaven. That as long as you accept the Lord as your Savior, if you need a covering, we are open and welcome and looking forward to it. 
But if all you want to do is hear this word, bless God. Stay wherever you are. <laughs> Worship wherever you want to. But just give your life to the Lord. Give God your best praise. Close those eyes. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We, we honor you this day. We thank you, Lord, for how you've spoken to us in a very powerful way. Thank you for the patience for us to go through this service to hear this message. Seven key facts, not opinions, not assumptions, not feelings. Seven key facts of the church that you build. Ooh. And Lord, you said to us here on Atlas Road, examine our success by how these facts are relevant and apparent and working in our ministry. We're not a success if we're not helping the least of these. We are not a success if we're not crying out for social justice. Help us, Lord, to be the church that you build. Because years from now, when nobody will even remember my name, I hope they still remember your word. And say, it is God's word that transformed my life. Thank you for those that are calling. Thank you for those that are reaching out right now. This is our prayer in your son Jesus, the Christ's name we pray and give thanks. And wherever you are, come on, join in with the team right now. Call that number on the screen. Call that number on the screen. saying let me take this opportunity on this day to say a special thank you and to encourage and to challenge you over five years ago we set out on a mission to pay off the mortgage to eliminate debt God gave us an ambitious some ambitious goals starting in 1999 we put it in place beginning in the year 2000. God says, add 100 more acres of land, build a community. Don't relocate your church to a more convenient location, but build where you are. And in order to do that, it cost $17 million. That's what we invested in all that God had given us. Part of that investment was to build this worship center to do other things that God has called us to do. Five years ago, we said we wanted to pay off the mortgage, this building. God says you can do it. I'm proud to say with your help, listen, it hasn't been easy. We've asked our congregation, the members and friends, if they were so $500 above their tithe and offerings so that we could do what God has called us to do. Now listen, 
at the same time we were doing that, we were adding other things. We built that house for teenage pregnancy. We renovated and built a senior citizen house. God says, do all of that. And the enemy said, and I will tell you, and thank you for listening to this. I had a lot of sleepless nights. My wife can tell you, my sons can tell you, my mother can tell you, my sisters can tell you, and brothers. I, there, there were times I wanted to give up. Pastor Jimmy, I, I didn't think I could make it. There were times I woke up in the middle of the night and said, God, I'm ruining the legacy that my dad left. And this ministry is in so much debt. How can we ever come out of this and do what you've called us to do? God said to me, I've got your back. God says, remember what David's testimony was? I've been young, now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And I'm proud today to be able, when we put that match to that mortgage, it is because this is what the Lord has done. And so I want to encourage you, those of you that have participated in this faith offering, come on, continue to do it. It's not over today. If you did not, cannot complete today, amen, you can take the rest of the year. You can give incrementally. And then I want to do something special. I want to lift a special $7 anniversary offering today. There's a special category that's called special anniversary offering, $7. I want you to just plant that seed, text it, give it, do whatever you have to do. But I, I'm asking all over the country, wherever you are, amen, join us right now. Because what God has shown me is that you're not by yourself. Well, God has shown me that I can do with you what I did with Gideon. And I can take a handful of faithful people and do something that is marvelous. And so I want you to give right now. If you can just join us right now and just take your phone out and do what you have to do and sow that seed of $7. We have done this every year for our anniversary. For the last 20 plus years, same amount, $7, that number of completion to say to the Lord, thank you. And then I invite you to join us if you can. Get in your cars. Come down Atlas Road if you're in Columbia, if you're nearby. And just drive by just to see what God has done. I'll tell you this morning, I, when I got up this morning, I said to God, Every demon who said it would not happen is a liar. Look what the Lord has done. Amen, somebody. And so thank you right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it's not over. Uh, we're not burning the mortgage to sit down. We're not filling our barns to say, look what we've done. We are already making plans. Listen, every week. We're in communication with architects and developers. Just on last night, 10 o'clock last night, my son and I received a text from our architect in the church. Say, I've got some good news. I think I got a funding source 
for the senior citizen community. 10 o'clock Saturday night. And I say, only God could do that. Why? Because God says, we're not going to stop. We're not going to cease. We are going to work until the work is done. And the work is never done. Amen. We're going to build multifamily housing, senior citizen villages. Someone asked me from the development team just on last week. They said, when it's all said and done, how many families do you think are going to live within a walking distance of where your church is? And I said, our goal is over a thousand families that don't even have to get in their car. They can walk across the street to the gym, to the senior place. Amen. We are negotiating with someone who owns a drugstore right now to put a drugstore on this campus because God says this is the village. This is for you, Bishop Jackson. This is for the man from Taylor's and Arthur Town who saw a village when nobody else could see it. Thank you for helping us to make this dream possible. Our goal is not to have the best sanctuary. Our goal is not just to have the best praise team or be the best preacher. But when it's all said and done, if we can change one life, if we can make some young lady who had a child at 14 feel that is not over, then our living would not have been in vain. So thank you right now. Amen. Get that envelope. Get that. Go to the text icon and give right now. Come on, praise team. Take us out again with this same song as we prepare for the benediction. I think we, you all have something special. Pastor Max. Amen. What a powerful word from our senior pastor, the church that God built. We just want to remind you of the parade that starts at one o'clock and our mortgage burning will start directly after that. We're getting ready to line up for our parade. Thank you so much for what you've done. Our praise team is going to take us out. Amen. With a very special song that we all recognize. And it says the pastor, uh, brother Donald Lawrence said some years Years ago, the best is yet to come. Let us pray for our benediction. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this very special 57th church anniversary. We thank you, God, for the church that God built. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Hello and welcome to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. My name is Sierra Artemis and we are so glad you chose to worship with us. If you haven't already, please be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can stream our worship services live through our website at bwcar.org or through our Facebook page at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. on Sundays and 7 p.m. on Tuesdays. For previously recorded sermons, you can tune in on Sundays by way of radio. That's 10 a.m. on WWDM, 101.3 FM, and 7 p.m. on WFMV, now located on 96.1 FM. Don't forget, you can also check us out on YouTube at Bibleway Church of Atlas Road. Remember to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Let's celebrate this season of giving by donating non-perishable foods. Sunday, November 8th, you can place your donations in the food bins in the entrance of the Harlem Street parking lot as we prepare for our symbolic mortgage burning. Then join us virtually for a special post-anniversary midweek service. That's Tuesday, November 10th at 7 p.m. That's on our website at bwcar.org or on our Facebook page at By the Way Church of Atlas Road. The Military Support Ministry presents a Zoom Military Focus Weekend. Join us Saturday, November November 14th and Sunday, November 15th. Saturday will be the Zoom Military Affairs and Benefits Symposium. That'll be from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. This event is open to all military veterans and spouses of deceased veterans. This will be to fill out VA claims for benefits. And Sunday is Military Appreciation Day. We will acknowledge our military and their families during our 8 a.m. and our 11 a.m. services. Also Sunday, there will be a Zoom military program from 1.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Register online at bwcar.org. Join us each Thursday for Let's Talk Thursdays with Youth Pastor Antoine Jackson and Minister Courtney Jackson. These conversations will be aired live on Facebook on Thursdays at 7 p.m. You can tune in on our youth page. That's Wired Youth Ministry of BWCAR. Are you having a hard time helping your child with virtual learning? The CR Neal Dream Center is now enrolling for the Dream Catchers Remote Learning. It's open 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Monday through Friday for $65 and until 5.30 p.m. for $95. Your child will have a virtual connection to daily classroom instructions and a safe, clean, sanitized workspace and individual workspaces for each student. They will have access to professional education facilitators to assist with online instruction. They will have access to high-speed Wi-Fi and CDC social distancing and sanitizing protocols will be strictly enforced. There's a one-time registration fee of $30, so register your child today. By the way, Church of Atlas Road will be distributing food to those in need on Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Deliveries will be free for seniors ages 65 and older within a 10-mile radius of the church. Deliveries will be available on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Make sure you dial 1-888-776-1238 to schedule a pickup or delivery. We want to encourage all men to join our men's prayer line. Call in on Saturdays at 7 a.m. for morning prayer and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for men's study. 
That number is 1508-924-1141. No access code is needed. In these times, prayer is needed more than ever. Redeeming the Time prayer line will be open each Tuesday morning starting at 5 a.m. That number is 1425-436-6302. Enter the access code 782-443. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to the ministry of By the Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you need assistance finding food, paying housing bills, or other essential services, be sure to call United Way by dialing 211 and entering your zip code for a list of agencies. For accurate and up-to-date information regarding the coronavirus, be sure to contact DHEC and the CDC. Hello, my name is TJ Jackson, and I'm the Vice President of Resident and Family Services for Columbia Housing. Hello, my name is Topsina Brown. I am the President of the Resident Executive Council for Columbia Housing. Our communities are facing challenging times in the wake of COVID-19. It's up to each one of us to set the example for our most vulnerable citizens. We must embrace our new normal by wearing your face mask, staying six feet apart in public, so that we can prevent the spread of this virus. Staying South Carolina strong is how we're going to defeat COVID-19. For more information, visit scdhate.gov slash COVID-19. We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account, or via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website at bwcar.org.